This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora, Ken Wyman, and Tim Barbalace. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. Could payroll be double or triple what it is? Or could it be over $100 million or Yeah, I mean, that, we're not there yet. We have a very young team that's overachieved and overperformed because of the great work of our baseball folks. It's not my it's not my job to predict payroll. My job is to make sure that the community partnerships are sustained. You know, yeah, but do I have a role in that? Yeah, really only to make sure that their recommendations are being properly funded. We're probably not going to have, nor is any other middle or small market team, the payroll of the Mets or the Dodgers or the, even the Red Sox or certainly the Yankees. But that doesn't, that's not an Oriole thing. That's a small and middle market team in this economic system. That was uh, John Angelos. I think that was when we were at the Cross Street Market talking about potential payroll for the Baltimore Orioles. John Angelos uh, now, and I guess MLB will have to approve it, but all things look good as far as new ownership here and the David Rubenstein group taking over. They both released statements yesterday. Now all we need is a- approval from the league and-, and David Rubenstein, excuse me, Stein becomes the controlling owner of the Orioles. And that changes payroll likely because now the pockets are deeper than what they were under the pre the prior regime. Well, and, and look, I'll, I'll agree with John Angelos that even now, I, I don't think you're, you're going to be competing with the Mets and the Dodgers in terms of setting payroll records, nor should they. That that hasn't proven to be all that prudent for anybody, even those teams with that size of a market who generate that much revenue, who have that many more eyeballs on their broadcast and the ability because of the surrounding population hubs to put that many more people in the seats like that, that really still shouldn't be the goal um, or, or, or even really the ambition. Cause again, all those teams, Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, how many combined world series they have the last 10 years? Yankees, Dodgers, met one. one Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. one Dodgers in a COVID, COVID year. That was a little yeah. janky. Yeah. Played in Texas. So, yeah. Um, but the, obviously, you know, w- with each passing day, we learn a little bit more about who the individuals are involved in this and and maybe a little bit more about how they're coming at this or, or, or you know, what to expect. I, I do think as we continue to talk to experts in this field, and we will over the next couple of days, I don't know that this gets rubber stamped next week. Like, I, the more I read, the less inclined I'm thinking. I am to think that it does, because normally in a situation like this, even if the commissioner's on board, right, and things have been sort of vetted by the league office, 
you usually will kind of turn dossiers over to like each yeah. team, right? And they'll maybe that gets distributed at this meeting and they give them time to review it. And then look, you could I mean, I just know in the NFL sometimes you could call a special session and you could have everybody vote over Zoom, you know what I mean? And bada bing bada boom, it doesn't have to be at a formal owners meeting. If you're only addressing an item or two, we don't have to wait until the next scheduled meeting in New York when everybody's there, you know. Obviously, this one coming up next week is in Orlando. Certainly, this will be a huge topic of conversation down there. I don't know that those meetings will be the end-all and be-all on this. And then sort of the corollary to that is, well, if that is the case, and it's going to be months before this is formally voted on, what can be done in real time, even before this gets voted on, to start enacting some sort of change or help the organization? And I think we also need to, like... Because this is somewhat uncharted for all of us. What if, like, what if the Nats don't like something about this deal and they try to get seven other owners to come with them and say, we don't like it because mm. they don't like what it could yeah. mean for Masson or what it could mean for their broadcast rights? Or maybe they're just pissed off that this number's not to their liking. Yeah. Like, they've been trying to sell for closer to three. So if this, if little brother down the street goes for 175, I got news for you. Nobody's paying them three billion for theirs yeah. without the rights to broadcast the damn thing, right? So, what if they, what if the learners, and we know the learners and the Angelos haven't exactly been best buddies. No. So those are sort of, the, now that we get a little deeper into this, that's where my mind has gone. Like, okay, how quickly till this is formalized? Can these, can these individuals help in the, in the, in the intermediary? And who would be opposed to this and why? Because let's face it, it's hard to get 30 billionaires to agree on anything. The number is I low. I think they need 23 votes. Yeah. The, yeah. the number's low, and Ken Rosenthal, he put out an article on The Athletic, and he's joining us later in the show. But I guess I question, because we are bringing this up yesterday. I mean, with how the league views the Angelos family, I mean, do you think that they just kind of, you know what, let's just... Wash our hands of this, but bring- they don't—they don't like numbers coming in lower than people thought they would, because that's ultimately what their individual franchise worths are derived from. So, if this number was bigger and everybody was like, "Wow, that's a lot of money," then that yeah, yeah great, yeah. And also, I think part of the reason why I don't think he gets rubber stamped next next week is because this regional sports network thing is a huge issue for Major League Baseball yeah. at large. So I think they're going to want to see the minutia. Well, what is the plan for Masson? What is Masson really valued in this? Is that enough? And where is this going? Is it going to Monumental? Is Masson going to dissolve and somehow they'll redistribute the rights of this to Monumental at some price? And who's going to be involved in setting that price? Because, again, this doesn't just affect your family's uh, generational wealth, John Angelos. It could affect my price tag when I take my team to market 12 months, 18 months, 24 months from now. So that's where the like I kind of like hey, let's not get our, let's not get over our skis. Like there could be people opposed to this because there's people opposed to anything yeah. for any given reason. Now, can are there seven or eight of them or one or two? I think we'll find more out about that next week in Orlando. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought and the Masson thing is a big part of it and I am curious uh, how this whole thing goes down because Masson was created to to give a a cash cow to Baltimore because they're losing the DC market and what we've seen in the last 5 years is that regional sports networks are, are not what 
we thought they were or not what they used to be at the very least. And speaking of mass, and we did put out a poll earlier today saying one of the many interesting layers to this Oriole sale is what becomes of mass. And is it a sleeping giant or an albatross given the current fiscal climate for RSNs? Got us wondering about the appetite for local sports TV content in these parts. Which model would you prefer? Already over 300 votes. IA1057, the fan, is how you can vote on this poll. 65.3% just broadcast the games. 34.7% I want local shows. It's interesting. What is the appetite for this stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different things that you can get on your phone just a la carte. You know, and... It may just be that most people would rather spend whatever it is a month just to get the games over three or four different. I can get it on my, you know, whatever. They usually give you access to show it on two or three screens at the same time. So my wife could be watching on her phone while I'm watching on the big screen in the living room or whatever. Like, that might just be all that people care about. And I also think there's a huge missed opportunity for Masson because they're not putting on local programming before. Like, if there would be. Right, people become used to, like, expecting nothing. Exactly. I think that's a massive missed opportunity. You don't see that with Nesson and Yes, and people are used to getting the programming. Masson never took advantage of that. Yeah, and and who knows? This new group, we haven't seen anybody who's like a media mogul yet, Mm -hmm. right? Like, no one with Hollywood ties or real production side side. I guess Bloomberg has the... Uh, he, he, right, right. Yeah. That's true. Bloomberg. Yeah. More is like a figurehead or a startup, though. Not really someone, I don't think, made his bones in producing shows. No, but he's like, got a whole like business he network. He does. I mean, there's Bloom- yeah, there's Bloomberg. And, and, and Maybe he has a vision for Mastodon. And Ruben know. Stein does... Uh, but his talent. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. interviewee. Yes, he's yes. not on the production side. Sure, I don't think he's sure. creating shows. No. Well, just his show, probably. But yeah, you're right. Now that is that is interesting, and and we'll be curious to follow this as it goes. And yes, the owners are meeting next weekend. Will it be on the table? We will find out. We have a very busy show and possibly a surprise. So stay tuned today. But guest wise, three o'clock. Pete Prisco, CBS. We'll get his thoughts on the championship games and the Super Bowl. Our weekly chat with Tim Murray a day late because we went crazy yesterday with the ownership news. He's from Visa and his best bets. Lucy Burge. Uh, her best bets and nonsense with her at 4 o'clock. Jeff Barker, Baltimore Sun's been following this story. We'll talk to him at 4.30. And John Oran from Puck News broke this story. That was Tuesday night. We'll talk to him at 5. And Ken Rosenthal will get the MLB perspective of this at 5.30. Let's go. Another huge day in Baltimore sports. Ravens reshuffling their coaching staff and Orioles reshuffling their ownership group. Yeah, we'll talk about Zach Orr and the new D.C. and what this means coming up at 2.30. But coming up next, we hit the hot corner, and uh, there are still free agents on the board. It's been a very slow, hot stove season. Could the Orioles make a move on a free agent as uh, with, the, with money coming in? We'll discuss next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Inside access to the Orioles, Brooks, Cal, it's the Hot Corner with Jason, Ken, and Tim Barberlees. Sponsored by Home Life Roofing and Remodeling. 105.7 The Fan. Excited about 2022 and what's ahead of us and our chances. We're going to continue with the plan of building for this bright, long future in the American League East. And I think we're right there. I think that it's liftoff for this team. Mike Elias, you heard that he was getting ready for last season, and it's liftoff, and uh, or around the 22. So we're talking about 24. That was two years ago, 
And we, we keep playing that liftoff cut, and we wonder what liftoff means because they, they had a great year last year, won 101 games, but the trade deadline, they didn't do anything, haven't done anything yet this offseason except sign Craig Kimbrell. There are still names on the free agent market, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Aaron Nola, Jordan Montgomery, to name a few. Could you see J.D. Martinez? Could you see the Orioles? And, and Buster only had a great piece in ESPN yesterday talking about the Padres and Dodgers as two examples. Teams that had agreed to sales but hadn't been approved yet, but they already got the extra cash flow before the finalized approval and started spending. Well, and again, I'll bring this up yet again, and I will continue to do so. The timing of this is so different than probably 85 to 90% of these sales where the teardown is totally over. The rebuild is almost at its pinnacle. So like in the past, you would say, well, what's the difference if the cash comes in now or if it comes in next year? You know, this team is still shedding payroll. They're probably still going to be a seller at the deadline. Like it really wouldn't be prudent to buy now. This is the opposite of all that. We've been saying, where the hell is this through trade or free agency for years? Plural. Uh-huh. Because they've been on the upswing for years. Plural. So it does make that even more of a of a sort of pivotal element in this. And yeah, there's unquestionably players out there, a lot of players out there, who, who could make this team better and do so in a meaningful way, in a smart way. Not just adding to add, but adding... Because it makes sense, and look, I, I think the pitching side we all like. We, we, we talk like Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery. We we know, you know what I mean. Like we know what's out there. Injured guys oh, yeah. like a Brandon Woodruff, right? A Michael Lorenzen. Like th- there's a lower class, a middle class, an upper class of pitching still out there. It hasn't been picked through, but like in terms of bats, like Cody Bellinger, Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to... Like, I know they like having, like, DH be a floater, so that probably takes Solaire out of it. Like, philosophically speaking, I think if we have enough bats, we like having that flexibility. Lefty, righty, whatever. You know, you got a switch hitter like Santander, and he's not going to be in the field all the time. So, like, maybe that takes Solaire out of the mix, but, like, you could go get Cody Bellinger, put him in a right field here that's pretty simple to play. You don't have to worry about playing him in center. Keep Cedric there. He could play a little first base, too. If you sign him for four or five years, then, you know, Heston Kerstad is the headliner in a trade for a pitcher. Like, it would open up possibilities that way, you know? You want a different sort of DH? DH only? You don't want Soler? You want somebody older who's more of a rental? J.D. Martinez. I love J.D. Martinez. You know, like, there's guys all over the spectrum. You want to go, you want to go, like, last year with Frazier, but more pop? Brandon Belt. What's yeah. he going to cost you? Six million a year? I don't know. Five? There's a whole bunch of different ways you could go. Yeah, with Merrifield? He's gone, right? No. Or is he still out there? He's still out there. I thought. Did he sign somewhere? The JD no, Mar- Frazier signed Frazier. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The JD I, Martinez of it all really intrigues me. Cody Bellinger of it all really intrigues me. And what, what do both of them have in common? Characteristics that we were looking for at the trade deadline. They both won World Series. They've Mm -hmm. been there, done that. They come in with the instant credibility. We know that someone like Bellinger, he's won an MVP. J.D. Martinez, how many All-Stars does he have? How many postseason games does he play? He's played in numerous postseason games. And had big moments. And that's why I think both of them would be big-time additions. Now, it's a dare-to-dream kind of situation right now. And I don't want to go crazy. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I would be lying if I said J.D. Martinez wouldn't interest me. Uh, if if 
Cody Bellinger with something, and then maybe you you put one of your major league outfielders in a trade proposal yeah. that that has some service time left. So, you know, there are some options here because they, quite frankly, Jason, they have no payroll committed. None, right? You've got Austin Hayes. That that arbitration kicked off, you know, but they're fighting over five hundred thousand dollars or. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Something like that, it's less than a million. Um, wherever he's going to come in. Um, yeah, it's almost like I have to imagine that this now allows Sigma Dell and... Mike Elias to just kind of almost take blinders off, and and I wonder how long personally they would need mm-hmm. to really get their heads around this. Recalibrate, like, like what really is available to us now? You yeah. know what I mean? Like what's the new normal? And I doubt they know yet, because that's going to take some conversation. Like that's not just you don't find that out in the introductory. You know, nice mm-hmm. to meet you, thirty minute. You know, over coffee. Like there's going to have to. I just wonder how information has been funneled down. Like. I, like, if John Angelos is sticking around, at least to some degree, for some period of time, did he have conversations with them already about 2024 payroll, 2025 payroll? You know? What if it takes us a year to get this approved for some crazy reason? You know what I mean? What are we looking at in the interim? I I, I don't know. And if he knew that, was that stuff getting funneled to SIG and in, in, in Mike in real time? It's It's kind of interesting what they know and what they don't know. Like, what they need to find out. There's so many factors to all of this, and I, I will admit, you uh, mentioning the learners maybe trying to sabotage, and this is all hypothetical. That that does kind of scare me a little bit. But I, how, how many friends to, could they have in our? I, I don't know. Well, over money? That, hey, that, these guys selling this for billion, 750 yeah, million less than he should. I'll be honest. That's that's kind of harsh. My mouth. That's all they care about is that. money. What are you talking about? <laughs> they ain't worried about redeveloping Harbor Place, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that. I, I'm not worried about that either. But. I I will say I keep going back to not only the free agent market, but how this drastically impacts Michael Elias' calculus in trades, in guys that could be perceived as rentals where, you know what, maybe we 
all have some coin uh, in the 2025 hot stove season to re-sign these guys. Maybe they aren't gone come October. Maybe there actually is a budget. Yes. Which it doesn't seem like there's been much of a budget the last few years. Maybe they'd sign an $8 million guy here and a $12 million guy there. Ken, they've signed, they've spent less money in free agency this year than they did last year. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, <laughs> it's a fact. It, yeah. Well, you know, they got a 101 win team. They don't have many holes. Um, sure. There's always room for quality ball players, TG. That's, I, hey, I, I, I agree a thousand percent. I would prefer them, though. I, I get really worried about free agent con- Like, it's weird. Now we're talking about things I never thought we'd be talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I get worried about $200 million pitching contracts. Like, I, I just do. Especially for guys who haven't been here and you're not sure exactly how they work in your throwing program, in your off-season stuff. Like, to, to your point, though, I agree 100% what you're saying. But the fact that we're even bringing up bro- yeah, those words came out of my mouth. That's yeah. awesome. Man, that's I don't know great. if I want him spending two fifty for Blake Snell. That might not be good business. Yeah. Coming up next here on the program, the Ravens have a new defensive coordinator. His name is Zach Orr. Denard Wilson is the defensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens choose Orr over Chris Hewitt, Anthony Weaver, and others. What do we think of the hire? We'll tell you next here on the fan. Inside Access on the Fan. 1057 The Fan. Severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Inside Access to the Castle with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. I think some of the little bit of the older guys, uh, most of these guys now in the league, they shoot. It's funny. I was talking. Some of these guys were middle school when I played. Crazy enough, I'm not even that old, but these guys were middle school, like, or just like, you know, in high school when I was up here, which is crazy. You know, some of the older guys, but, you know, now that they see me in front of the room and everything like that, I think they really just see me as a coach. And they see me as, you know, a guy who played, so they might have some questions here and there, but I think they really fully see me as, as, as a coach. That's Zach Orr, former Ravens player. Remember from 2014-2016, he played with the Ravens and had to retire suddenly because of an injury. Uh, He's been with the Ravens uh, since, uh, well, he was there from 2017 to 2020, then went to Jacksonville for a year and then came back. He's been the uh, inside linebackers coach since 2022, and now he's the defensive coordinator, 31 years old, second youngest defensive coordinator in football. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Look, it's a sign of your maturity as an organization when you have stories like this i mean a lot of organizations can't find players let alone guys who want to stick around here in some capacity afterwards um like tony jefferson right he's talked openly about hey i'm going into scouting with these guys and like that they want to stick around and that those opportunities are available to them to move up the ranks in different ways post playing career great and obviously his playing career ended while it was just getting going. I mean, they were talking about doing a long-term deal yeah. with him. And then, you know, you, you have a postseason uh, physical and yeah, they found find it. out he's got a condition in his, you know, what, the spinal, upper spinal neck region. And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't going to play football ever again. Um, but he's been around here for obviously a long time. And look, McDonald was coaching linebackers, and these, you know, he's a former linebacker here, and that's somebody who I think would would probably have had a fair amount of Mike McDonald rub off on him in various 
position rooms and defensive meeting rooms. Uh, I, I think whoever called this defense moving forward, for me, has to be somebody who's in tune with the secondary. And linebackers are involved in coverage. Linebackers are a part of the secondary. Denard Wilson, I think, would have been the best choice. Look, Denard Wilson's sitting here. He signed a one-year deal. He can't. I think there's a big part of Denard Wilson that didn't want to wait to see how those played out. Mm -hmm. And maybe the options aren't there, right? I don't take one of these D coordinator jobs that are open to me. You know, maybe Mike McDonald doesn't get a head coaching job anywhere, so there's no upward mobility with the Ravens. And seats start filling out on some of these D coordinator jobs. And so, you know, he interviewed with four or five. He really liked the Titans. And from what I hear, that thing with the Titans has really been done for a couple of days. Like, he was comfortable with it. He really wants to be a D coordinator. He's more than paid his dues. So that's, you know, that's where he is. And and that's someone I think will be a head coach in this league, maybe even in short order. But, you know, you've got family. You've got a wife. Like, this is a, this is a chaotic time for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And because some of these coaching searches have been so long and drawn out and weird, like the one in Washington, there's a ripple effect to that. But ideally, the person is in-house. It's always been in-house on this side of the ball, and there's always been multiple guys who deserve it. So, Denard Wilson, Zach Orr, somebody who's been involved in teaching these coverage principles in those rooms, somebody who's steeped in that Frankly, in a way that you know, an Anthony Weaver wouldn't be. And I think the Ravens had to move fast on this because I think Zach Orr was out the door to Seattle if he doesn't stay here. Like Mike McDonald's going to take somebody with yes. him. And so if you, and then you're if you're the Ravens, you're left. Yes, with sure. not close to your first choice, and you'd still expect Mike McDonald to poach some of this staff, offense, yes. defense, whether it happens. Yeah, the Ravens had to move quickly. And it could be somebody else it, in the front office, right? I, They've 100%. now lost their head of uh, analytics, and well, and their head of yeah. analytics and evaluation yes. is now with the Chargers as well. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't fault Denard Wilson at all. I mean, he was as in demand a defensive coordinator hire as possible this offseason, and who knows whether he'd get those type of opportunities come next year. So for him to pounce on it, yeah, good for Denard Wilson. Well, if you're him and you feel like you got passed over in Philadelphia last year, and now four teams besides the one you're with are are, are interviewing you and you're a finalist for their job, like you you might want a short thing right now. You're a human being, and as you said, you got screwed over a year ago. So you take the the bird in hand. A hundred percent. But, I mean, for Zach Orr, I mean, how could you not be ecstatic for this guy? Because you, you think... Obviously, Orr played and Mike McDonald different didn't, but Orr starting from the bottom. I mean, Ravens player personnel coaching administrative assistant when he first started yeah. in 17. And just going back and looking, I, I actually forgot that he was on Urban Meyer's staff in Jacksonville in yeah. 2021. No, you can't hold that against him. Well, I'm not holding it against him. But, and then he came back, of course, past couple years, inside linebacker coach. I mean, guys, this... His final year playing, he was a second-team All-Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was an ascending player and now an ascending coach. Yeah, the word I hear, Jason, is star. Like, like well, the, you're talking yeah, to multiple and people they, last They night. know how to identify over there. And and he understands everything that it, it does mean to be a Raven. I would just caution people, though. Like, this ain't picking up where it left off. No, no. <laughs> and part you know, because I'm not going to have the same players. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, the idea, and, and even Mike, like, let's be real about Mike McDonald. There was a process. Mm-hmm. Week four, week five last year, right? And was it the Miami game? And they're blowing leads, and you, you, you know, look like Marcus Peters wanted yeah. to have a word with him in his office. Rex Ryan said he was in over his head. Well, and Rex has become a blowhard buffoon. But, like, <laughs> 
they're you know they're going to be now. I think it's a little different for Orr in that he's been a player. He's he's so close in age with these guys, and he's played it at a high level. Like I think in terms of finding his voice, like when you're a vocal, outspoken linebacker, you've already got a voice. It translates. It comes over when you become a coordinator. So I think some of the outward facing stuff with that you know McDonald had to sort through. I don't think it'd be a problem for him. However, this is something he's never done before. Yeah. And there's going to be a learning curve, and it's going to be different, and he's not going to have all the same pieces McDonald had. And he's not. It's, this isn't like the guy who replaced Wink Martindale when Wink's defense was falling apart. It's the guy who replaced Mike McDonald when Mike McDonald's defense was at the top of the mountain. Boy, the genius. first defense in NFL history to lead the league in points allowed, takeaways, and sacks. And his last game, he shut out the Chiefs in the second 3.4 mm-hmm. yards per play the final nine mm-hmm. drives of the game. That's what Zach Orr is walking so into. So let me ask you this. What does this mean for Anthony Weaver and Chris Hewitt, who were both allegedly up for this job as well? Um, I I don't think... Well, when, what does it mean? I mean, if, if there are opportunities else, there's still a lot of teams putting yeah. defensive staff together. I mean, there's still teams that don't have defensive coordinators yet, right? Mm-hmm. The Rams... Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be Brandon Staley, and most of that will be in-house. But Raheem Morris is going to take some people from there. Like, there's, there's we're still in this stage where... Everything's sort of, sort of swirling, right? The Giants, Dan Quinn. How many people is Dan Quinn going to be able to take from Dallas? How many hires does he have to make? It's a little bit late in the game. Some of his guys have already signed extensions elsewhere. So there could be opportunities for these guys. Um, but in terms of upward mobility here, I, th- I think we it, it, it kind of is what it is. I also wonder would Harbs, like would this be a time to someone who he would know like a Leslie Frazier to bring him here in some capacity. Hmm. And if you do it, even you know, like whether you lose a Weaver or not, like to have an older guy who's been there before, who's not a threat, like like, a mentor. Yeah. Like to have us like someone like a Leslie Frazier as, you know, special consultant defense, give whatever tell you want. You can associate it head coach defense. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Like, we know that this is about Zach Orr calling this defense, and this will be Zach Orr's defense. But, like, I wonder if if having someone who's done the job before at a high level in some other capacity could be an asset for them, especially if the brain drain goes deeper than this. Yeah. If you do lose another coach or two, like... Boy, that might be that might be interesting. Well, I, I think that would be a great idea, just because it's going to be inevitable. He's going to have growing pains as defensive coordinator because he has never done this at any level. And to have someone like a Leslie Frazier who's been in this league for how many years at this point, he's seen everything there is to see. I think that would be completely, you know, invaluable. For, by, by the way, the last uh, time, or, by the last time Frazier coached, he was well respected. What was it? I guess there was a. a Maybe a a time to part for him and Sean McDermott. Yeah, but still well respected in the league. Yeah, and Harbs knows McDermott like he like that that uh, Leslie Frazier did a really good job there. So yeah. just some food for thought kind of things I would be thinking about as as we and we're gonna take some calls next segment four one zero five eight three one zero five seven. We're all good with the hire. I I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I like I I'm on record. I wanted Denard Wilson. I I totally respect yeah. Denard Wilson's decision. But if you're not going to hire Denard Wilson, this guy's a lifetime Raven. And everything I hear is that this this guy's on a freaking upward pro, uh, trajectory. And he'd have been out the door if they didn't give him this job. Well, coming up next, how big a loss, Mike McDonald? 
and Denard Wilson. What do we think of Zach Orr? And we want to hear from the people. 410-583-1057. Give us a call on the WGK Law Guest and Caller Hotline as we take your calls next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Fan. The Purple and Black Playoff Bush. Jackson's going to get it. All the way. Touchdown, Baltimore. 105.7 of The Fan. And there's no, there's going to be no secrets, secret thing of you know scheme or secret plays that are going to get us there faster. It's going to take a lot of hard work by finding the right people and doing it the right way, treating people the right way, building everybody up throughout the building. I want everybody to feel like they're a part of this mission. And it's going to take all we got one day at a time. And it's that simple. It's Mike McDonald today as he was introduced to the Seattle media, the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He is gone. Denard Wilson, he is now the defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. He is gone. Before we get out to the phone lines, 410-583-1057. Zach Orr, the new defensive coordinator. Get your thoughts on that. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. On these losses, uh, Jason, big loss, uh, big deal, little deal, no deal. Losing Mike McDonald and Denard Wilson. It's a big deal. Yes. I mean, it, like, you can't sit here and cry over it. Like, you can't, you know, that we got some callers earlier this week saying you can't let these guys leave. Well, there's nothing you can do to stop them. Like, yeah. and the idea that you're going to fire John Harbaugh so you can keep a 36 year old defensive coordinator who's never, who's only been a coordinator for two years, right? And who's, never been a head coach at any level coming off a year in which Harbaugh hosted a championship game like that that's so far removed from Steve Bashotti's like mindset that repeat that last line he hosted a cha- an AFC championship yeah. game yeah how many teams in the NFL got to do that this year too hey there how many teams have done it in the last 20 years yeah two of them have dominated uh, a team in Baltimore hasn't done it for over 50. So I'm not saying it ended the way we wanted, and they were a horribly coached offense, and that ultimately falls on Harbaugh, too, in that game. Um, There's a lot of things about that game that people are never going to forget for a long time, and unfortunately, they're going to remember more of the bad than the incredible good that the defense did, because you'll always wonder what happened if Todd Munkin actually posted for that one, you know, with a a game plan that that an eight-year-old could have put together. Yeah. who just understood basic mathematics about what we're going to try to do today, fellas. Uh, but that didn't happen, and that won't happen, and we'll never know. But, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who multiple people wanted as a head coach, and you lost a secondary coach who multiple organizations wanted as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Um, it matters. But that's the NFL. That comes with success. That's part of the reason why these in- these these instances are so precious when you're in them. And it's not just, you know, next man up for players. It's for coaches. It's for executives. That's why you got to finish when you have the opportunity. I mean, you'd like to at least have gotten to a Super Bowl and yeah. seeing if Brock Purdy could fare any better against Mike McDonald's defense the than he did time. the first time around. You know, it would have been better, obviously, if Mike McDonald's last game 
as a coordinator wasn't the what-if bowl where mm-hmm. he held Andy Reid to 17 points, but maybe it was a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how anyone could view this as anything but a big-time loss. I mean, for both of them, Mike McDonald, he was able to figure things out game plan-wise against some of the best play callers in the league down the stretch at the most important times. And then you think of Denard Wilson and how much uh, the Eagles regret him walking out the door the prior year where their defensive coordinator, they get rid of him in the middle of the year and their secondary goes from the best in football to one of the worst. So one of the hot position coaches and one of, if not the hottest, defensive coordinator for a head coaching candidacy out the door. You, you You know, the Ravens lose, the fans lose. Bone, you and I lose as well because we don't get the pleasure of flying with Jason. Oh, like that. That's that's. What I don't, really I don't made think. You, I think you got off. I think that's why you were. I think ecstatic. you got off easy. Yeah. That's, no, we were. We were, were, were looking. We were. Tim and I were looking forward to that. I was going to get you an Ambien, but yeah, you wouldn't have enjoyed that flight either. Yeah, way. I'd have watched a movie. I'd have been a good. Yeah. Well, we well, you st- wouldn't want to be sitting near me because I would be gripping things. <laughs> like it's no fun. Would you have been it's, on the aisle or the window? Middle? I don't know. These days, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. When a, <laughs> when a door blows off uh, in the middle of a flight, doesn't really. I mean, I, at that point, you're rooting for aisle. Yeah. When you're getting clattered into with a. Uh, what do they call those things? The uh, cart? The cart, the service cart. You'd be thinking, I wish anymore. I was on the yeah. Uh, window. Yeah. Hey, let's, uh, let's go. Uh, would the out. door, would, would all the doors have made it through the flight, Bone? Can you promise me that? I, you can't I, promise me I that. I would say that punching oh, that pretty into darn good. the simulator, it's probably 99.99. Yeah, yeah. It ain't 100, is it, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't 100. Yeah. Clearly, it's, it's not. It's not 100. It, yeah. Am I, I asking for too much to get on a plane hoping that every door and orifice of that plane remains airtight? Wow. Let's go out to the phone lines. Pat's in Pasadena. Pat, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Hey good there. Yeah, I've listened for four days and not one no person has said anything about possibly that Lamar overrode the offensive coordinator Todd's decision. Maybe he called running plays more than six times in the game. Maybe Lamar overrode it. We've been saying all year that Lamar, Lamar has a lot more freedom. Has anybody checked in to see how many times Todd Moncton was was his decision was we'll, overridden? We'll never by get that Lamar on the field. There were some we'll run pe- there were some RPOs where he should have handed it like there was one he should have handed off to Justice Hill but he kept it. We've ran. certainly talked about how this is on both of them and how Lamar has discretion at the line, but I'd also counter that by saying call two run plays. Mm-hmm. It- Todd, give him his choice of run plays. Yeah. Todd Munking would give him the autonomy, but he also acknowledged if Lamar messes up, there's it's checks on and him. balances. There's yeah. checks and balances. So Look, I'm sure they Lamar- had a 12 minute halftime to sit there between the yes. two of them. Harbs could have said, "Hey, Lamar, come here. We're we're activating your legs." You don't think they were watching T Pain? That's a good point. He was playing. That might, have, that might have backfired. Distraction from my view in the upper deck. They there was no stragglers. I saw no. <laughs> they were all went in that tunnel. They all stayed in that tunnel until the kickers came out with three minutes oh, left. I'm sure that it was probably on the TVs in the locker room. Let's, let's they may have been distracted. Yeah, let's go out to Christopher in Columbia. Christopher, you're on the fan. Hey, hi, how you doing, guys? Hey, hey. good show. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to um, talk about. Uh, just hear me out here. Um, right after Jim Harbor fired Alex Smith and replaced him with Kaepernick after going to the NFC Championship, there was people going crazy. And did in midseason, and 
he replaced him with Kaepernick and he went to the Super Bowl. And the same thing with Andrew Reid replacing Alex Smith with, um, with Mahomes, Mahomes. At, at that time. Yeah. Now, we know as a visionary, Jim made the necessary adjustments needed to get over, over the hump. We don't have that visionary thinking in Baltimore anymore because we just let him go to Seattle. Um, do you agree that the running game is a defensive coordinator's best friend and a quarterback's best friend? Yes. Okay. Nobody knows that better than a defensive coordinator slash head coach. McDonald has everything Bushari likes in John. Now, I won't, I won't, I won't advocate for anyone over Harbor, but for McDonald because he gets the most out of young players. Schematically brilliant. He's a chess piece guy, an X and O's guy, and he gets his guys. You never, never see him make the same mistake twice because he's an in-game adjustment maker. Now, not only that, the upside is a plus because you also get a long-term coordinator, defensive coordinator slash head coach, and you don't have to go through this head coaching carousel. You keep going every two years. Uh, so, Chris, so, are you saying – let's just cut to the chase. Did you want Harbaugh fired? Is that what you're saying? To keep McDonald? No. I wanted Harbaugh to be elevated to somewhere up in the front office, but <laughs> – I wanted McDonald to take his position as head coach. Okay, no, no, I hear you. I appreciate the call. Uh, so, but to his point about Jim Harbaugh, the visionary, who was the offensive coordinator for Lamar Jackson's first five years in the league? It's just Greg Roman. Where did he come from? John Harbaugh, Jim well, Harbaugh, Jim, Har- Jim Harbaugh. Who who was yeah. there with Cap? They yeah. did it. They did it that way for five years. Yeah, that was Greg Roman. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah. They tried it. They passed. It they, ran its course. They passed Roman back and forth. They, they talk look, Romans going there to is, uh, the There Chargers. is a healthy, robust, fertile middle ground somewhere in the pantheon of play callers between Giro and that putrid, make me yak on my shoes performance of pass happy Todd Munkin mm. in the championship game. Somewhere in the middle, there's a rational, cogent game plan that could have beat the Chiefs. By the way, we got stuck with the op. We got we got stuck with anti Giro on Sunday. Guy re- denied the existence of the ability to run the football. And, and what's so shocking about that is is Munkin had been so good all year, and he's made adjustments. We watched it against Houston the week before. Except there were times after. where he did exactly the, the Rams game. There were times yeah. where he did call plays in a vacuum, as if all that mattered was the back of Lamar's baseball football card and how many passes he threw that day. He did it before when the defense had been on the field too much. The Rams game, for sure. Inside Access here on a Thursday. Coming up next, we're going to talk some football. Our buddy Pete Prisco, he's invented he invented mock drafts. He invented power rankings. Cell phones. Cell phones. Among other things, Pete joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.